This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. All right, what's going on, guys? It's your boy James D. Anderson at IMJD Anderson back with another episode of the hashtag Be Great With Your Money podcast. The podcast we talk about business, money, capitalism, and finance. And guys, you know all that great stuff in between. But in this episode today, we're going to be straight talking about resiliency in your personal finance. So let's get to it. All right, well then let's go ahead and jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to be back in the studio one time, one time for the one time to talk about money. You guys know I love talking about this information, giving you guys as much value so you can actually be great with your money. And then overall, we got to position ourselves to do some different things here because today we got to talk about resiliency because the new numbers have came out for the personal finance statistics I've been kind of referencing stats, you know, as I've been on this podcast. But listen, every so many years, they bring out the new role of stats. And we got some great things we got to dive into. We got to talk about, we got to actually get you guys to understand where America is right now with regards to money. And then overall, where we really need to go. Because I'm sorry to break it to you, but we got a little bit of an issue uh, coming in the next couple of years. I want to make sure that you guys understand that you got to take action now. But before I go on, I got to introduce my special guest. I got my brother who's been on this podcast before. He's a he's a wealth of knowledge in the mortgage and finance industry, how to get your home up, how to get your house up, how to get whatever you need to do to put a roof over your head. This is the guy that I always like to bring in. And of course, the biggest thing with America is that we're all concerned about putting a roof over our heads. So I got my brother, Marcel. He's back in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man, for the people that's listening. Yes, yes, James. Uh, I am Marcel Dolbine, mortgage banker. I help people buy homes, also in the real estate business now. So I'm here to help you with all things mortgage and all state, all things real estate. Okay. Well, before we get to the numbers, yep. how you been, man? It's been oh, a while man. since we oh, talked. Oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm phenomenal, man. I've been up since 5 in the morning handling business. Okay. You know, it feels good to wake up and be the early bird. Early bird. Hey, man, every time I wake up early and get to it, bro, I'm like fired up. Okay. Get my coffee. <laughs> I told you, I drink all, I, I, no tea, straight coffee, no baby. Tea, That's straight it. Coffee. That's it. Hey, I be trying to tell people one time I get my, <laughs> one of my good friends, you know, we'll get yeah. to understand coffee. He says that, you know, technically it's some mobile coffee, you know. Yeah. He tends to ram along with this conspiracy realist thing, but I ain't going to say too much about that. Hey, it's something wrong right with here. water. You know, they saying you can't drink the uh, water off the faucet. So, hey, Hey, you know, it Listen, is what it you know, is. I've been, I've been, I, you know, at night, side note, you know, like at night when yeah. you sleep and you wake up like dehydrated about the right. night, like I straight go to the faucet and just like put, just put my head underneath the faucet and right. try to drink as much as possible. And I don't know what it, I don't know what it happens, why it does that, but I right. just wake up like, and I just run out and run straight to the sink. But, um, it's a pleasure to have you back, man. Um, you know, we make this podcast to give people value. And right. I think it's that time that we do a quick check-in yeah. and put a pulse on where we actually are with regards to finances. Okay. So, you know, I use this magical thing to mm-hmm. figure all this information out. You know, it starts right. with a G and ends with an E. Oh, it's my, got, my boy. Your boy? That, that's my homeboy. That's your homeboy? Best friend. Best friend. Hey. So, <laughs> in case you guys didn't get the joke, it's Google, right? You know, if you ever want to go out and put some, get some information, you know, we were just talking earlier off mic on right. how information is right there at the palm of your hand. So, right. I look at it and I say, all right, 
where's America at financially? Okay. And the day I actually went out and searched that mm-hmm. was the day the new study and the article came out. It's dated August 12th, and it was the same day that I went out there and searched. So I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, if the financial gurus was on my side, if the mojos was moving, if the ether of money was circling around me. But I was like, this is perfect, and I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, so for sure. Let me drop a quick stat for them uh, before we jump into it. And I want to – I want to – Hit you with a stat mm-hmm. by you being in the mortgage industry and the finance industry. Right. But one of the things that was studied was that 33%, 33% of a budget category or people's income is going towards rent and mortgage payments. Right. Now, I thought that was astronomical to me. So I'm thinking like, okay, let's say a person gets works their job, they make $60,000 a year, whatever, right. five grand a month. And they already got 25% of their money going to taxes if they work a job. Absolutely. Which most people do. Right. But then they said, but then it says right here in black and white that another third, mm-hmm. 33%, is going towards rent or mortgages. That sounds about right. So is that the real deal? Yeah, that's about right because you got to look at it. The uh, values of the homes have increased. Okay. So the, if you look at it across the nation, even, especially on the West Coast, if you're looking in California, Oregon, Washington, those values are like the highest values over the whole country. Mm-hmm. Then you have like your Far East, you have your East Coast, like your DC. You have your, of course, your New York, your mm-hmm. um, the New Jersey, depending on what areas you're buying in. And those areas on the East Coast, those values are increased. Then you have everything in the middle. You have, if you go to your areas, like your more affluent areas, probably like in Houston or maybe even Dallas, those values are starting to increase, but not as you know, much as the West and the East right. Coast. So, if you make sixty thousand dollars and it's you know equivalent to five thousand a month, they're not going to base it off your net. They're going to base it off your gross when they go in and get you qualified. Right. So for yourself, you're thinking like, okay, I, I want to buy this home. This home is beautiful. I can afford this amount of money. You're not thinking about the percentage. You're thinking about how much you can afford on a monthly basis. You're comfortable. And then the, the mortgage company is looking at, well, we can qualify you up to this certain percentage if your rest of your debt combined with your mortgage is under a certain, uh, you know, qualifying percentage, maybe between 45 and 57%. Mm -hmm. So if you qualify, you can buy the home, but in reality, you, you're paying so much out of pocket that you're putting yourself in a bind every single, you're putting yourself in a strain every single month. That's what I would look at. Cause I'm like, I was always, you Mm -hmm. know, learning finance and teaching finance. I was always telling people like, look, Mm -hmm. Really, the cost of your rent or your mortgage should only be 20% of your take-home pay. Right. 20% of your take-home pay. So if you kind of break it down between 20 and 25%, right. you know, you can typically work one week to cover your roof over your head, right? And right. Then you can work another week to cover all your other expenses. And then you can work one week, and then that can go towards your investments in the right. future. And then the last week you work, you can blow that on something. You know, you live a right. comfortable lifestyle. But when I said when I saw 33%, I'm like, wow. I Like, I knew the number was high, right. but I didn't think it was a, a, a flat third. Now, the average household, with regards to this budget that they broke down, okay? So they said the average household earned in this study was $74,664, okay? Right. And the average expenditures were $57,000 is what they spent. So that's including the housing, which they said 33% goes to housing, uh, 56% of their food budget goes to groceries, 44% of the food budget goes to dining out, mm-hmm. 
of the transportation go towards paying off the loan. And then, you know, you got 20% for gas and shorts and things like that. Bottom line is they're saying out of $74,000 after their $57,000 of expenditures, you know, we're looking at take-home pay earned income. Right. Um, it's supposed it had left about $17,350 in free cash flow. Right. Now, I, you know me. I stopped and I was like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Because in the next part of the study, it says that you have, let's just go to it. Let's not even assume. It says that 30% of Americans have a long-term uh, financial plan. So only one-third of Americans have a long-term financial plan. Right. So if people got $17,000 in fee cash flow in this study, but then only 30% of people have a long-term financial plan, mm -hmm. what are the other 60-plus percent of people actually doing with their money considering that they have some free cash flow? Now, for me personally, working with people with finance, I usually can find five to six, if not a five to six, seven hundred, right. maybe even a thousand dollars extra per month mm -hmm. in money they didn't didn't know they had that they were just blowing. What's kind of some of your experience that you've been seeing with people on the front end of things, you know, where they're trying to get that budget together so they can be qualified so that they understand what their numbers are? It's more so of like not tracking where your money is going, period. Mm -hmm. You're running your debit card everywhere. Right. You know, that's that's the thing. You run up the credit cards and your credit lines to where your payment is going to be higher every single month. And you're mm. not paying down that credit line. So a lot of money go towards um, just um, paying money towards credit and mm. trying to pay that off and, and paying the, the access uh, that you'll be paying, the interest that you'll be paying on those credit cards. A lot of money goes towards interest. Um, and by the time you receive your money at the end, you're looking like, okay, I don't have enough to put money toward to the side to do anything else. But like you said, if we knew where our money was going, then it'll be good because I've been guilty of it. Now I'm like, I'm like a Rockwaller now. Like, right. no, I'm I'm on top of it because I gotta watch every single penny. Right. Because I understand I'm in this industry. So I gotta not only be an example, but I wanna be financially free too. I don't wanna be in debt. You right. know, I don't wanna have to live and pay somebody else compounded interest. Why that's the that's the rich man's uh that's like the rich man's best friend right, right there, there, you know. Yeah. That's his weapon, you know, is the the tool and a weapon to build up his empire and a weapon to destroy. So if you if we know that, then it's all about, you know, taking the hold on that. But that's hard work at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You gotta be really like wanting to do that. And between education and entertainment in America, entertainment wins hands down every single time now. Right. So that's a good segue because we're talking about let, letting the money fly out, right? right. So this whole episode is based upon resiliency. Right. So what would be an example that you've – I'll share an example, you share an example. We're going we're gonna to yeah. play tennis a little bit okay. with this. But what is an example <laughs> that you actually, uh, you know, were resilient with your money? What is something that you had to do no matter how weird it is? Right. What was something that you absolutely had to do to, to like, okay – this is what I got to do with my money. Hey, man, I had to split the bank accounts up. So I have a, I have like three bank accounts. Okay. My money go like this. <laughs> you know, you got the money that goes to your, towards your regular checking that pays off everything. Mm -hmm. Then you got the money that goes, um, you know, into a savings account that I don't even have a, a debit card for. You okay. know, so I have to actually go and physically go up there or probably like a, a transfer online. Hold on, hold on, hold on, I don't even know how to do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> 
So you going up in that boy like, can I get withdrawal slip? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, I, you do we, know it's twenty nineteen, right? Exactly. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta just be tough on yourself. Okay. You know, okay. hey, you gotta that. you gotta be your you gotta be your own parent. Right. You know, when you grown, you don't have any parents. So <laughs> right. who, who's telling you to go wash the dishes and take the trash out? Right, right. Nobody. You Nobody. know. So you gotta be the one that do that. So a lot of times it takes some extreme measures. And I learned that with just resilience takes an extreme, extreme mind anyway. You got to look at like Kobe Bryant. He's waking up four in the morning when he's playing basketball. He'll go to the gym four in the morning mm-hmm. and be the first one there, the last one to leave in order to be the best. Team, and, side know, note, uh, Tim Grover, Relentless. Yeah. If you haven't read that, Tim, who? Tim Grover, Relentless. He's okay. actually the... The trainer who trained uh, right. Kobe, Kobe, right? Kobe, I read, Jordan. I read, I think I read like an article or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that is a that is a fantastic book right. that applies to anything in life. But exactly, okay, yeah, I'm no, already off the rails. It, but that, that's just like that's the extreme. That's a part of relentless. Like you, you taking a failure or something that you lacked in, and you turning it around, and you just being extreme with it and moving forward no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of being relentless. That mindset that hey, you know what? I know I'm in a bad position. I know I'm in a position I don't want to be in. I know by the time I'm 30, if I'm not putting my money into my 401k or IRA, that I'm not going to get a pension like our parents did. Right. So I'm going to be figuring out, I'm going to be working and I'm seven. When I'm going to be working at Walmart, am I still going to be working for somebody or am I going to create something myself to create um, an income stream but also be able to make my money grow when it comes to interest also? So it's, it's about that game plan. Right. I, I get it, dude. Um. One of the weird things that I did, and I kind of always tell mm-hmm. you know people this, and it sounds kind of silly, but whenever I used to buy something, mm-hmm. right, no matter what it is, no matter how small, no matter how large, when I purchase something, I will always write it down, and I will write down the amount of hours or clients I will have to work with to get that money back. Right. So if I was like, yeah, like I wanted to go buy like you know some new ones or something like that, and right. if you want to go buy some new Jordans. I said once, you know. I'm going to buy some new Jordans. Hey, hey you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want people to think Air Force ones. I know they basically on the same mode, but that's that's, that's, second. that's, that's another discussion. Right. Um, if I wanted to go buy some, um, you know, some electronics or if I wanted right. to go buy um, anything, you know, no, no if it wasn't like to the necessities, you know, the housing and the bills and things like that, if it was extra income that I spent on something that wasn't reinvesting or right. putting back into my business, I will always think back and I'll be like, well, dang, how many hours am I going to have to work? How many clients am I going to have to work with if I'm going to spend this $200 on something that I don't need? Right. And a lot of times that always retracted me. And it was like, I'm like, I ain't trying to. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to exactly. be catch up. And I'll always put myself back, yeah. get off the impulse and kind of chill out. Right. And I know you can't do that with everything, but it's that is when it, when it kind of clicks, like, okay. Do I really need this or exactly. do I want, want it? it? Right. And it made it very clear because on some things I did buy and I just knew that I had to make it back up. You got to work hard, extra gotta, hard, right? Got to work hard for it. But then a lot of times I would just take a step back and be like, man, nah, I don't really want to put yeah, this much exactly. effort into this. So exactly. that, that's kind of a weird one. Um, right. I, of course, the separate bank accounts always make sense for people to set up their money, mm-hmm. um, especially if they can't be in behave. And then I'm going to drop a crazy one on you. I'm going to let you see if you can follow this one up. I will purposely, purposefully go get small bills from the bank. Mm -hmm. So if I needed money, I would get like, you know, $50 and like fives and Mm -hmm. $30 and ones. Right. And I would get 
like you know um like say 100 bucks total but nothing yeah. over 20 a lot of small bills because then psychologically it made me feel like I had a lot of money in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of bills you know what I'm saying <laughs> but it would have been like a large amount right but you know just with anything you know psychology right you know when you got to stand there and peel off a lot of money, right? You don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. even if it is only twenty five dollars, you right. sitting there one, two, three, four. Like you be like, man, I ain't about to put exactly. my money back in my wallet. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's a weird one. What you got, man? Man, you know that's that's just, that's that actually makes sense because we're lazy by nature. No mm-hmm. matter no matter how of much of a go getter you are, in some way you're gonna try to figure out what's the easiest right. route to get there. And a big, larger bill would be the easiest route. Let me just put this 20, this 50, or this 100. But doing that, yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm about to cut all this money up. got to carry all this money, too. And, yeah. and then I'm going to ball it up and put it in my pocket. And I, I'm going to have to straight everyone and turn it Because I'm yeah. meticulous about that. All my money got to face the same way and everything. All so right. if it's not facing the same way on top of each other, I don't even, I'm like, no, I can't even do it. No. You know? But um, that's, you know, like I said, the the one I was like, I just put myself on punishment a lot. If I'm like, I'm about to do an impulse buy, I'm like, nope, can't do it. And then I'm a big no man now. Like, hey, I don't care what it is. Like, I really believe in self-preservation. That's the first law of man. And I feel like in order for you to take care of anybody, you got to be to take care of yourself. Right. It's just like putting like a... um. A champ, a champagne, champagne tower. You mm-hmm. know how they pour the champagne from the top. Right. They fill up the top one, then it start to trickle down to the rest. I'm like, you got to be the top champagne glass. If you're not the shot, top champagne glass, and you're not being filled up, how you gonna fill up everybody else? Exactly. And I got a wife and daughter to feed. My wife like nice things, and my daughter is growing every day. So I got to make sure that by the time my daughter turns ten. I'm just thinking about, okay, I got to make sure at least college is paid for at Howard. Right. You know, if she want to go to the East Coast, may take a little bit longer to do that. You know, if she want to go to um, Harvard or something, but let me make sure at least fam you pay for it. Right. You know, there you go. My alma mater, by the way. Or okay, she want to go to Howard, that. you know, or a, another HBCU. You know, they're not giving no loans out of no HBCU, and I don't see them doing it in the future. So mm-hmm. I got to make sure she's taken care of up front. That's a good goal to have, man. And, and what other motivation – to have outside of that, you know, yeah, and I think absolutely. that I think that's the big one. And dude, you like crushing it on the segways here, dude. So <laughs> let me give you another stat. You know what I'm saying? Because we just flowing right now. You know, we are seriously flowing. So flowing you like water about, out the kitchen sink. You talked about student <laughs> loans, man, and you know how HBCUs are not giving out student loans. They're not. And the sad thing about it is that st- we all know that student loan is like becoming this crazy epidemic, yeah. right? Yeah. And Right here, this is, you know, 2017. Like I say, this is when all the numbers came in from what they have. And basically, on student loans, check this check this out. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go through the list. And you tell me which one is student loans, okay? Okay. So it says current average balance owed in debts. All right? I'm yep. not going to tell you what they are. I'm just going to say an amount. Now, this one will be easy. 180, oh, that's student loans all day. Well, no, no, hold on, no, no. That's a mortgage. Hundred eighty thousand. That's a mortgage. That's, that's a easy mortgage. one. Okay, sixteen thousand two hundred and forty-five dollars. Twenty-nine thousand fifty-eight dollars. Uh huh. Fifty thousand eight hundred and sixty-eight and forty-four thousand nine oh five. The fifty thousand is for sure the student loans. Exactly, man. Um, the probably like the twenty-nine or something like that was probably like the vehicle. Vehicle, yeah. Okay, and then because uh, I could tell like just by the average and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause the student loans, it ain't no way you getting out of that bad boy. You taking out student loans, you ain't getting out of under thirty thousand. Man, if you going out of state and you uh and you going to HBCU, mm-hmm. I've been there. 
I know. I'm Dude. living it. I'm I'm the I'm living that I'm living right that now. Right you now. know, forty four. <laughs> it says forty four million. Forty four million have student loan debt that's outstanding. Absolutely. Forty four million. That's over ten percent of the United States population. You're not getting a return on your investment. You go on to school for something, you're not getting a return on your investment. Man, that, I ain't that messed up? Dude. Put in the time, you took out the loans, you're supposed to make enough to where you can go in and crush that. So what you end up doing? End up owning, starting up a business mm-hmm. in order to pay that debt off, or you go into a field that you didn't even study for that you got to go ahead and crush. Right. Otherwise, if you went into a field and they said it was paying you 55000 to come out, but you owe 55000 in student loans, then that's not adding up, right. you know? You got to be able to pay that. You, I mean, you got to still live. You still got to eat. So that's what made a guy like me go into sales. I'm like, oh, okay, limited potential on income. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and just make a whole bunch of money and just pay it off right. over time and still be able to live a, a nice, comfortable life because I'm not taking a, a, a job for fifty five, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, and I owe $40,000 in student loan. Right. It's it not just, happening. It just don't, it just don't match it's up. It's not happening. You know, it's, No, not at all. So you, you got you to be creative. And I went to school for business, so I'm in sales. That's part of business. Right, right. Mark, sales, marketing, finance, we studied all that. So, you know, it's just the fact that you, for Americans, we're not realizing because we look at what we could make, the potential, but we're not looking at the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like the reality of the situation, yes, you could potentially make this, but it's not a guarantee unless you go ahead and have a structured game plan you execute upon that structured game plan, then you just got to get out there and grind and hustle. Right. Which means for you, you got to make your money work. The money you make, you got to take that other money to use that money to make more money. Mm-hmm. And then you got to create multiple streams of income. That's what everybody in the top 1% is doing. Absolutely. Everybody who makes 400000 plus is has multiple streams of income or you're a doctor. That's it. That's you it. know what I'm saying? And then if you're, <laughs> then if you're a doctor, you might be sitting on a quarter of a million dollars Exactly. Long. Exactly. But we're going to, we're going to, um, when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit for the students, like how to be resilient, how to have some mindset behind yeah. there. And uh, so we'll be back after a short break. All right, a quick word so we can pay some bills. Yo, this episode was sponsored by Be Great Media and Marketing. If you guys need anything as far as content creation, photography, if you want to make your Instagram pop, you want to make your Facebook pop with any type of social media content, digital content, you know you guys over at uh, Be Great Media and Marketing got you covered. Of course, I'm tied into that. But hey, guys, we got a lot of partners that's out there that's making terrific content for people, business owners specifically, or if you just want to spice up your social content, just kind of live your best life. The model is Be Great, telling your story and of course we're going to have everybody covered so this week is sponsored by be great media marketing out of detroit a detroit-based company video production if you're curious about anything go head over to begreatmedia.com that's b-e-g-r-e-a-t media.com and you'll see everything listed including a portfolio all right man so we're back into it dude um so Student loans. <laughs> we we're talking about them. The Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper. Yeah. So let me hit you with some more numbers before we tell these students on how to get their mindset and be resilient mm-hmm. against it, okay? So we already talked about the 40 million Americans that got the student loans, right? Mm-hmm. But here's what we have. Here's what we have. This is the real number that nobody ever says. Right. 28% of those 40 million Americans actually are default on their loans. Right. I mean, that the, it's just hanging out there and nobody's servicing the debt. So 
we're we're in a kind of a weird space mm-hmm. because as we kind of talked about it before, people are not having they're not they're not going into the fields that they're going to spend this money for, right? And it's not panning out. So, talk to me as if I'm a person that just got out of high school, right? Right. And I want to go to school for insert whatever field. We'll say right. engineering, right? right? Um, how would you approach it to me, knowing that? I think I want to go to school, but I'm not necessarily sure. But you know, with my personal situation, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the money stacked up for it. Right. And, I, and the only way I can get it done is by going to debt. What would you tell that person? And what would you tell that teenager? Man, it's like, I don't know if you like like a, a crystal ball or something like that, but my brother just graduated from high school. He's okay. 18. He's going to school for engineering right now. So I take my glasses off first and foremost because I need you to feel me when I okay, look at you. Okay, know, okay. I, so, little bro, you're going to school. If you're not going to be serious about going to school and really being an engineer and you're not going to put forth everything when it comes to this degree to make money, you're not going to school to please anybody, to please our parents, anything like that. You're going to school to make money. If you're not going to school to make money, your sole business is not making money in the future and being able to build a career to where you know it's going to be an end to where you're going to climb the ladder and you're going to use that degree to where you're going to make a difference in some capacity. Don't even go. Like, don't even go. Choose something else. Figure something else out because you're going to roll yourself in debt. That debt is going to be hanging over your head to where you're going to have to either make, you're going to have to really just concentrate on paying off that debt so fast in order to where all your money is going to be going towards that debt and towards nothing else. Or you have to go ahead and do it over time, which most people do. Mm -hmm. Make a payment over time. It is the lowest interest interest rate you will have on a loan, period. So, as suggesting, like, don't go to school because it's cool. Don't go to school because all your peers are doing it. Go to school to make money, period. Mm-hmm. Have a game plan to make money. How is this going to make me money in the future? What is this going to make me the first year, the second year, the third year? And if you go to a career and they're not talking about giving you that raise or moving you up the corporate ladder, don't be afraid to leave. Mm-hmm. Every two years, keep that resume built up because right. you got to build value in yourself. Go there, go to a company and learn the process and you know, be coachable and go in there and learn how to actually work the business. Right. But at the same time, if they are not talking about moving you up and you see that you're stagnant, your bills is not at the end of the month <laughs> is not right. going to be worried about your future. Like, yo, OK, I'm going to put my future on the on the net 30 or 60. OK, mm-hmm. my bills are due, but I'm going to go ahead and pay you when I when I make the money in two years. No. Not at all. It's not. It doesn't work like that because the cost of living is going up every single year. They say income raised by 28%, but the cost of living went up by 30%. So we can beat out by 2% every single year. Right. So you got to be able to go ahead and, and you got to go in swinging too. Like you got to go in kicking the door down because if you don't, you got to, that's how you got to tackle your goals. Cause if you don't, you're going to fall to the wayside. Right. The, every pretty much is a whole bunch of average people out here. And it's only people that's like really just leading the pack. Then you got like people at the bottom, like have no clue. Right. So you got to be like, it got to, your mind got to be on your money all day. So now, if you go and share this on the show, yep. what did he say? He listened. He he hey, he looked at me like, hey, he keep his ears all the way open with okay. me because I proved the point. And I'm like, I show him more than what I tell him. Mm-hmm. So if he asks me a question or he he values what I say, he's a good guy. So he listens. He, it's not like he out there being wild or anything okay. like that. Because for him to even get a scholarship, I had to cut it to him a few times because as young men, they get lazy and everything when they're right. teenage years. So a lot of stuff, because um, we had the same father but different mothers, a lot of stuff 
um, my pops would say, because he's older. My pops, like, 62, he'd be 63. And my brother's 18, so, you know, he got remarried and everything. I break it down to him because I'm his older brother, but mm-hmm. I'm closer to his age. So I'm like, right. look, I'm going to tell you the reality situation because I'm in the game. I'm in the field. I'm, I'm, and I'm out here making it happen. You got to concentrate on your money, and whatever you do, it's got to be making you money in the end. You can't waste no time. Right. You know, you got to – if you studying, that's cool. That's delayed gratification to study to get to the money. Mm-hmm. You're doing your research, that's delayed gratification. You practicing, you you put you getting better in your your art. That's poor. That's part of building your money up because you bettering yourself. But if you not, if you just lollygagging and you saying I'm gonna do this because I love it or I like it a lot, but it's not really your passion. That's gonna make you money in the future. Your passion supposed to pay you eventually. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't care what nobody say. I do it for the love. I just do it for the love. You still got bills to pay, bro. Yeah. And so, you'll never. <laughs> you constantly struggling. You're never gonna be. Yeah. If truly exactly. focused on what your passion is gonna exactly. be. Exactly. You'll be a starving artist, yeah. bro. Like you could be painting like murals and everything, but you ain't out there trying to sell it. Yeah. Throw them murals on Instagram right. and and Facebook and Google. Let them people find you and, and pay top dollar for that. Yeah, yeah, I would think that we scripted this whole show, but I promise you, we scripted a little bit, but we ain't scripted this. No, no, we scripted about no, we scripted about maybe two percent. It's ninety eight percent off the top of the dome, bro. And but see, that's that's how real it is. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is the next portion I was going to talk about, right? Yeah. Resiliency. Right. Right. Social status. Right. Image. Right. Stunting for the gram. Put it on social media. right? Right. You know, nobody can just take a trip no more, right? Unless, you know, you're showing it off. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, <laughs> so let's so let's get into it. You know, right. okay, we talked about the the numbers, the finance, the housing, right. the student loans. Of course, you guys know the credit card debt, sixteen thousand is what right. most Americans are in there, and you know, credit card debt got the highest interest. So, I'm, so we ain't gonna bore them no more with the typical stats, right? But let's talk about something that people are like doing right now and right. i think is one of the most craziest things because mm-hmm. it's like people have no they i hate to say the word word but that's the title of the episode people have no resiliency against this mm-hmm. this want to be viewed on social media right? right specifically um you know it can be it's 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 this forever chase that I see out here right. where people are doing terrible things with their money just to get that gratification if somebody's seen what they have. It. Now, right. old school wise, it was keeping up with the Jones, right? right? So Bill down the street got a new truck. <laughs> Dave had to get a new truck, right? Yep. Bill got an addition on his house. Dave they had to get, get an addition yep. to his house, exactly. right? But it's almost kind of that same thing, but I think it's magnified because it's instant, instant right? right. So you might have somebody that... that um, you know, showing off or whatever the case might be, or they, they could be, they could be one, and they could be a hundred percent naturally proud, right, of maybe something they got, right. Maybe a Gucci belt makes somebody proud, right. It don't necessarily make me proud, nah, not but at all. you know, maybe somebody like that, you know, or right. you know, I've seen people on social media actually like <laughs> lay out every piece of nice clothing they have and snap pictures of it, you know, <laughs> like it's like okay, like. There's a difference between <laughs> like Chris Brown's sneaker collection because yeah. it's like in the hangers in the warehouse, right? Know, exactly. Versus you know like you got seven pairs and you talking about you stunning and you stay fly, right? And it's like, but you know <laughs> damn well mm-hmm. that you ain't got the cash to cover that, right? And you're using your money to just snap, just put it on the snap, just put it on the gram. So, right, young people. I'm going to talk to you like an old man for a second. <laughs> All right. 
Nobody cares. No one 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 cares. F your collection. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but that's the funny side I'm gonna of keep, I'm gonna keep it. I'm going to keep it clean, but yeah. that's just the mentality. Yeah. F what you're doing because no one cares when you fail. Right. You know what I'm saying? No one cares when you succeed. No one cares when no bills are due. Right. No one cares whether my one-year-old daughter is eating, whether, how much her formula costs. Right. Whether or not we have a roof over our head. No one cares whether my wife is feeling good about herself or whether or not she needs to do something that's going to make herself feel better. Mm-hmm. No one cares about that. No one cares about what I got to go through as a man to take care of my family. Right. Just do it. If you're going to buy the Nike, you just got to live the Nike lifestyle. Mm-hmm, yeah. You got to live the check lifestyle. And the check lifestyle is keep getting the checks coming keep in. The checks, too. You know? And they, they just be <laughs> bars, bars. But, but, they, but they just keep... <laughs> <laughs> they just they uh, it's so many times, dude. Like, yeah, it be and it's almost embarrassing, right? Because you'll see somebody like turned up like right. in the club, right? And they be having like the tiniest bottle I have ever seen in my <laughs> life, right? <laughs> they be having a little flu. <laughs> they be having the, they yeah, be having the the, the uh what it ain't the it ain't the it's it's not the pint, but it's not the half pint. The What's the flute? Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the little shot. Little, like, little the, flutes, the, yeah. why are you showing off with this pint size Patron bottle? Nah, like, like, nah, but nah, but nah, it's because shot. oh yeah, the little shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I but, think about the talking about the uh, champagne bottle. Yeah, but you think about it, but then they be like, oh well. You know, it costs eighty dollars, ninety dollars in the club, and to them to make it seem. And when you think about that, right? Right. You know, I broke it down uh, before mm-hmm. on you know how many, you know how many ounces, mm-hmm. you know, are in the fifth, and I did the math basically on it. Right. And basically, every bottle of liquor has got a twelve. Um, it's got a twelve hundred percent return. Meaning that if you spend fifty dollars mm-hmm. on the the bottle of liquor, if I just went and bought it from the store, right, the club, including waste, is going to make about six hundred dollars off of that. Now, if you think about that, let's say for instance you went to a really, really, really high established club, right, you know, and you wanted to buy, say, a fifth of Doucet or a fifth of Syrah, right, those bottles are going to run you, and you get a discount if you buy the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Those bottles are going to run you two, three, four, five hundred dollars. It is on a club night. It is, and if they do it by shots and drinks, like they make twelve hundred dollars off the bottle, out. right? So I look at it like. We know this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking we, obviously we know it, but like general public knows that there's just certain things that are absolutely a ripoff. Right. But why is it that when it comes down to the social media, the showing off, the stunning for the gram, that 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 the, the putting on your Instagram story, putting on your Snapchat story, why is it that when it comes down to that financial knowledge, even a little bit that you might have, it's just thrown out the window. Exactly. What, what you think? What you think, man? Everybody wants to be accepted. Okay. Everybody wants to be liked in some capacity. That's all it is. So your insecurities will play towards, you know, play you play you against yourself. You're your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. So you had a power of control and say, I don't want to do that. Right. But in order to make you feel good, you'll go out there and do it. I'm being guilty of it. I just never put it on the ground, but I'm guilty <laughs> of buying right. some bottles. I ain't gonna lie. I bought some bottles before. <laughs> I, you know, at the club. I hated it too. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I'd be in my head, why am I doing this dumb mess? But I did it because I'm out with friends, or I might be out with my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll do we'll for every once in a while go to the club, 
you can't go in there and not sit down. Right. I mean, you have to find in order to sit down, you got to get a booth. You got to buy the booth. I'm yep. not a part. I'm not a person that like to go and go in like 20 deep on a couple of bottles and everything. I'm not that. I'm not that guy. Okay. So, so, you, so I, you I want like sharing I want, the I want, bottle. No, no, I got to be comfortable. So <laughs> you know, so when I go, it, it may be like a couple of us, and that's it. I have my wife, and hey, here you go, right here, and I get and I go get her a bottle of my wet. You know. That's gonna run me about hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, not we don't go to the club all the time. It's every once every blue moon that we'll do that. Probably once, maybe out of one or two years. Mm-hmm. So I've done it before, but I've done it to where I had excess. I know what I got in my account. Like the thousands I have in my account, I'm not doing it all the time. So it ain't like I'm just splurging all the time. Right. You ain't gonna catch me next week. Or the week after, I'm not there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you, that. You're not, you're not, I'm, I'm like a ghost. You're not going to see me anymore. But the thing is, is that income-wise, if you got a lot of income coming in and your debt is very low, then you're good. Mm-hmm. You can do those things. If you can comfortably live that lifestyle and not have to or rob Peter to pay Paul, then you're good. If you're able to buy it twice, then you're good. You're, but if you're not able to buy it twice, you have to rob Peter to pay Paul and you got to fake your lifestyle, then there's no point of doing it. Right, and I think that's where most people miss it. Right. Because people are online, right, and Mm -hmm. they see these brand ambassadors. They see the people with the blue check. Right. And they have all these different things, right? Right. But what I think a lot of people fail to realize, I think they're just now starting to get it, is that those brand deals are done by companies. Sponsors. Companies are sending, like, like, okay, I'm going to use this as an example. I don't know if this is even out there. I'm just painting the picture. Let's right. say we had Meg Thee Stallion, right? She the hot right. one on this, you right. know. And let's just say, for instance, she in the club and she got, I don't know, 10 bottles of insert. Ace of Spade. Ace of Spade, right? <laughs> that was purposely given to her to right. get the brand out there because she has millions of followers, followers. And, and everybody she's trending right now. Right. Like, and a lot of times do, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, and I've seen this done with brand right. deals, and I've right. seen this done with content creation. Right. Um, I can, I can, I can, I can neither deny nor confirm mm-hmm. that I have shot videos for people with bottles that were fake and empty. I can confirm that it is. <laughs> I, I listen, listen, listen. That's what I'm saying. So I'm a, I'm a realist. So yeah. I'm not the guy that's gonna be buying 20 bottles. I'm a, I'm the guy that's gonna get like two bottles. Right. They're, they're, all right. I t- I'll give you an example. Okay. Went to the club in in December. We know somebody who uh, throws parties. Mm-hmm. Best in the business. We went out there for one of the, his parties. Right. I don't I don't necessarily go out all the time. I know the expensive part of it. So. Got a booth for my wife and my homeboy came from out of town. It's only three of us. Mm-hmm. So in order to get in the booth, she wanted a bottle of my wet, but you got to buy two. Mm. $150 a piece. So I was like, well, I don't want any other. She only going to have a Moet. I'll buy some yak. So I ended up, we ended up spending what? Whatever it was there plus the tip, mm-hmm. 20% tip. Right. So then, you know, we're there. But then you see. How everybody else, but I'm sitting comfortable. It's only three of us. We sitting. I'm sitting comfortable, and I'm cool. Right. I'm sipping on my yak. I got so much yak. I can't drink a whole big bottle of that by my. Well, just me and my boy from mm-hmm. out of town. That's it. So, I that's I live in my my moderation just to be comfortable with whatever I'm doing. If I want to have fun, I want to be comfortable, and I want to be in a safe environment. I was in a safe environment mm-hmm. with people I knew. I was comfortable, and I was just doing me. So I'm not trying to do it for the gram or nothing like that. That's just how I normally live. Right. When I when I want to go out and celebrate, I take my wife out and we go ahead and celebrate. 
when I when we want to go celebrate, we go get we eat filet mignon for real. Nah. We, you know, we go to a nice restaurant for real, and it's not hurting me when we want to celebrate because we budget for that. You know, and it's like I don't care about saying I'm on the budget because I'm because I'm not. I think you hit it right I, there. I'm not. Man. I'm not a. I'm not Jay Z. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not at the point to where my motivational is uh, speeches and everything is getting me paid so much to where I get a, a blue check and I get sponsored. Yeah. You know, then this bottle's on everybody then. Right. Yeah, it's cool. Because right. I'm not paying for it. Right. And I would tell them, I'm not paying for this because I keep it real. I don't care what you think. So I'm not out there. My lifestyle or whatever I show is who I really am. I'm really a positive person. I really motivate people. I really inspire people. And I really like to have fun when I go out. Mm-hmm. I sing. I dance. We, we I drink yak. I smoke my cigar. And I have fun with my wife the whole time. If I got one of my homeboys with me, we'll rap to the lyrics of the song. We have fun. That's how I live. But right. I don't put it out on the ground. And we do nice, clean stuff. We mainly go to events anyway. Right. Go to the events, have fun, leave. That's it. Yeah. So for all the, like, stunt with all the name brand and all that stuff, it's the thing about always being out, you always got to keep up with the Joneses. So you got to constantly keep going to the mall. You got to co- constantly keep paying Versace. He's dead, but he's still getting paid. You got to constantly keep paying Gucci. You got to constantly keep paying uh, Louis Vuitton. You got to constantly be paying Alexander McQueen. You got to constantly be paying all these people, and you just bring you breaking down your money to where it's going to their culture or wherever they're at, and they're getting paid, and they don't even live in the United States, probably. Dude, dude. <laughs> you let know me, what I'm let saying? Let me tell you this, dude. Let me do because they're, you... they're not even funneling back into the economy. Dude, I got something wild that I heard. Yeah, wild. Oh, let me break one more thing down to you. You know, the third bill, the third, the third, the no, he's the second, second or third, one or two. This guy owns Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, everything black people drink, and 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 where Hennessy, Louis Vuitton. Uh, Sephora makeup, um, what else he own? Like all the brands, Don Perignon, everything that's supposed to be cool, brands that he own as a company, he's up there with wealth with uh with um Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. and Bezos and also with uh Warren Buffett and with uh Bill Gates. So you got the fi- largest financial guy, you got the largest retailer guy uh, across the world, then you got the largest guy that had the largest technology. And you got this guy that built his wealth on brands that is like maybe like the second or third wealthiest person in the world. Yeah. That stuff that we buy, his hand is in like maybe a large market share, maybe 10 to 20 percent when it comes to retail because of all these brands that he owns. Mm. So whenever you like a person that's like, oh, I'm based on everything off brand. I'm all about brand, wearing this brand name, brand name. You're only making somebody else rich that's not going to be pouring into what you're trying to do. They're not teaching you how to make money yourself. They're not breaking it down to where they're keeping you in a budget and making sure your lights are on, anything like that. You're buying into a brand that's sending somebody else to, to private school, kids to private school. Generations are taken care of after right. generations after generations. They no longer have to work anymore because... They're getting paid off the residuals because you're a fiend for a brand name. Exactly. And, you, and then you stun it. You put it on the gram. Free marketing. So even with the celebrities, free marketing. I'll get if I had a, if I was Jay Z, I get bottles to every celebrity because them little bottles I'm spending money on and the millions of people they advertise it to. That's free advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to worry about that little minimum uh, advertising I'm spending. Um, those free bottles is making me millions and millions of dollars. He's made $300 million off of the uh, uh, Ace of Spades. So I would definitely give it to all. I'll give it to all the celebrities. Hey, whoever, Drake, yeah, you want these bottles? Cool. Because it's it's free marketing because everybody want to be seen 
with the best. Right. Everybody want to be a part of something. Everybody want to be cool. So in order to you pay the cost to do that. So you pay the cost to be the coolest guy. You pay the cost to be to wear all the name brands. You pay the crop the cost to do that. And then the people who's like, yeah, we building this brand so you can look like you in the in crowd. They making all the money and then they following back to their communities or whatever. But then you riding around with all this stuff. You a target, right, you know what I'm exactly. saying? So now you put you bringing more, more more problems, not only the financial but the safety portion. Safety portion. I can go on all day, man. I, I'm, I'm about I to do, chill out, bro. I do. I'm telling you, I'm man. About to chill and out, bro. and, and, um, and <laughs> the brand name when you say wearing the brands, dude. Like, yeah. I read an article right that your boy uh, Tom Ford mm-hmm. wear the same damn pants every day, every day. Because it's easier to do that. You know why? He wear the same. You're talking about one of the, the most yeah. iconic fashion designers literally said, I don't like getting dressed. I wear the same trousers every single day. Because it's easier to get to the office, to get to the money. You, Hey, you know what? It's, in order for me to get to the business, if I got to lay out my clothes every day, you know right. how long that takes? Yeah, it takes us. And, and I got my uniform. My uniform is a black V-neck yeah. and jeans. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. I throw, hey, I throw some jogging pants. If I, if I can, if I can get away with it, yeah. I throw on those or I throw on some, some jeans that's already ready. T-shirt. You see what I'm in right now. Exactly. You know, clean T-shirt, clean jeans, throw some shoes mm. on, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I just I find that amazing, dude, that... You know, especially the young people, and even mm-hmm. it's been trickled off into the older people yep. because now they're starting to catch up with the the technology curve. You know, yep. it's this. You know, when I don't, when I see people with like, and this is sad to say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially people I'm trying to help with money. I see people that I work with trying to help them with money, and I look at like their cover photo on Facebook, right? And there's nothing wrong with having a vision, right? Right. But I've seen people physically like. Photoshop themselves and something <laughs> that I'm like, well, that's not. It's a you're it's, not there. But it's one thing to like to have the vision right. and to have your vision board, and I get that. I believe it works. I believe visualization is there. Right. It's something that we need to do. But there, but there's another thing when it's kind of cheesy, right? And you're trying to, you know, put on a front street for right. for who? Because here's the thing. Little do you know, uh-huh. only twenty percent of your market on social media is ever going to see your content. Exactly. Only tw- and out of the twenty percent, yeah, ninety percent of the people are going to just lurk. They right. might look at it. They might not. Right. Nine percent of the people would like. Um, they will comment. They will interact with it. Right. And only one percent of the people will actually reach out to you, share it, give you real props and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And it's like for such a minuscule number or impact to the world right why are you focused so much as a young person on you know making sure you the flies on instagram and and i know i'm i'm beating up social media hard right but i think that we i think that a lot of people are wasting money Mm -hmm. trying to chase something that they 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 can't really have and i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna say it's instagram for example i'm gonna say all social media platforms right when you're when you got a platform because mm-hmm. that's what they call it a social media platform you use you believe that it's worth more than what it isn't right and then you start investing time money resources maybe not in the right way right to think that you're going to build up the platform even if it's just for your own personal um your own personal feels your own personal wanting to be accepted and i find mm-hmm. it crazy because next week you struggling. Yep. Next week, 
you blow out a tire in the rim and you ain't got the money to fix it. Exactly. Next week, you got to go swipe groceries on a credit card. Next week, you you got to decide whether or not you're going to have on your lights or whether or not you're going to pay your car insurance. Exactly. And then, of course, if you don't pay your car insurance, then that same week you're going to get into an accident because that's just how car insurance works. That's how it works. But that's how life you know, is. You know, you know? It, it's it's it's... It's, it's kind of crazy where we get to with regards to where we are. So right. let's hit one more. Let's hit one more thing. Let's hit one more thing. And I want to talk a little bit about um, investing business, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. And I want to talk about the resiliency in business. Right. Because one of the things that I've seen people have a problem with mm-hmm. is that it's either two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. They either would throw all their money into a business, which is fine. Right. But then they won't throw any money into the business because they're afraid. Exactly. Um. So the opposite end, they throw all the money into the business. They put mad money into it, but they're not making anything off of it. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're going out, they're buying Dimac Pros. They're going out, they're right. buying all the printing equipment they need. They're right. going out, they're buying everything. But that, making money. But What's making make money. The money. Make the money, right. Exactly. They're not buying any marketing. That's yeah, all. they're not buying marketing, they're <laughs> not buying any ads, they're not buying anything. Anything, right. And then you got the other side of of people that are so afraid to lose $1 that they don't want to invest in anything because they believe yep. that you know, since I haven't made a dollar, I'm not going to invest a dollar, which we know that, that doesn't work. It definitely doesn't work. So I want to address... The the whole idea of resiliency with mm-hmm. regards to finance and business, and right. one of the biggest things that I I take away from having discussions with individuals is understanding your numbers right. first. Right. So understand what your break even analysis is. Understand how long you can go and how much you need to make, and, and doing the the math backwards. So what I mean is, if you want to make two thousand dollars a month of your business mm-hmm. on the side. How many jobs does that equal? How many customers does that equal? And what is it going to take you to get through there? And then right. also, how much is it going to cost you to service these customers? Because I hit people with a lot of this too, right? right. This is just a sidebar. A lot of individuals say, man, I want to make a lot of money in my business. And I say, okay. Right. You got 100 clients today. <laughs> how do you process them? Exactly. You got 100 Failed. clients today. How do you, you know, where's your processing system? Um, how are you going to bill them? How are you going to service them? You got 100 clients today. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'd be having people that sell, you know, insert whatever product, a right. candle, a soap, a lotion. Bottle of water. Bottle of water, whatever. Right. Insert bottle of water. I'm saying, okay, you got a 1,000 orders in there. How mm-hmm. are you going to fill them? You know, and I always get the blank sticks like, man, I never thought about my business like that because they're not doing that math backwards. Right. right. So we got a person. Let's set up the example. We got a person. That is in business. Mm-hmm. They're making some money, not enough to where the business fully floats itself. They're still having to say they still have to put fifty percent of the money in personally, right? And they're making fifty percent from the business. So, what's some examples that people can do, or clever things that people can do to stay resilient and stay in that fight? Because it can be really, really hard, right, to keep going when you when you you got some doubt that it's going to fail, which. Rightfully so, right? Right. You know, because it's business. Businesses fail. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of some things that you've done that you've seen people do that help them stay above board with with regards to money and business? Go after the business. You always want to think about going after the business first. Mm-hmm. Think about making the money, not what you're going to do with it, not what how much you're going to make, but think about every day setting a plan, whatever you're doing, whether whether it's, you're going to be selling something or whatever you're moving towards, your your end goal, 
you got to go ahead and set a goal to where today I'm going to prospect. Today I'm going to go out to sales. Today I'm going to go out to business, look for new business every single day. That's to be the first thing you do in the morning is think about how is this business going to grow and make money, period. So you set the game plan and then you go after your business. You set, you set things up. You set your meetings up and you go ahead and you try to close deals. Um, that's what I was doing this morning. Mm-hmm. I was literally up five in the morning. I was out at 730 after my haircut. Got a haircut at 630, 730. I was out there running around trying to get some deals, you know, then went back to my uh, home office, sat down in front of the computer, got in front of my clients, enrolled one of my clients in, in the process, and I'm good. So you got to think about always how am I going to go ahead and make this money off of what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. M- concentrate on money. Don't concentrate on the, the equipment. I got a janky computer at home. My wife like, you need to buy a new computer. I'm going to ride this computer till the wheels fall off. You know right. why? It still works. Right. You know, it's not the technology isn't old. It's just that the, the arm is HPs, man. I, I don't know what's wrong with those arms. They they come apart. The, the computer still work. Right. I'm keeping it 100. I'm, I'm making money off that computer. So there until I stop making money off that computer, that computer's still going to be there. I don't care what nobody say. My phone, everybody be like, oh, man, it's either got to have an iPhone or an Android, whatever, whatnot. Does the phone ring and you make you money? Do you got a Windows phone? No, I got a uh, I got a I got a uh, S10. I got <laughs> okay, a I okay. got a Galaxy X10. Uh, I was about to hey, say, dude. I was you know about to say, say no, no, no. I thought no, you no, set no. me up for the Windows phone. I was oh, like, no, we, no, we, no, we got to stop never, it. I would never do nothing like not. It's I don't even know how to work one of those. I ain't gonna lie. So I'm not like I'm like I'm like with me. I'm not a, a um a, um follower when it comes to brands. Exactly. You know, yeah. I'm just not that guy. You know. I like certain things because if it looked good on me mm-hmm. and I can work it and it fits me, then I'll do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like from these, even from these glasses, glasses look good when I was like, these work for me. Big frames, my long head, mm-hmm. cool, I got it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's like that. So I look at, is it going to make you money? If it's not going to make you money, don't worry about it. Right. That new computer is not going to make you money. It's going to make you probably make your life easier. That Apple, Mac Pro, whatever you're going to buy, it's going to make your life easier in the future. But is it going to make you money now? If it's not, if that old Ricky D computer is going to make you still going to make you some money and it still have a good processing and it can go and it still has a good program and it can go in and get you two, three, four, five deals is going to pay for everything, then you're good. We good? Yeah, I think we, we're good now. Just okay. slice that section off. Okay. So I hear you, bro, with like with regards to that. And that's one of the things that you have to do. You got to right. stay out there. Um, and really, I give you guys one way I tell you to stay resilient with regards to finance and business. Mm-hmm. And I personally do this. Don't purchase anything unless you can purchase with the revenue from the business. Exactly. So anything new, equipment-wise, right. no matter what it is, Try to purchase that with money that came in from the business, and that way, if you need something, you kind of forced to go out there and get it, and then you can put the money right into right, it. Exactly. And, and I think that's a a good practice. Obviously, new business, you can't do it with everything. Right. But you know, I hear so many people hit me up like mm-hmm. James. Um, you know, how do I get business credit? Or how do I establish? My, how do I get my D? How do I get uh, registered with Duns? How do I establish my business exactly. credit? Stuff like that. And I. I don't mind telling them what the process is. Right. Um, that'll be another when we do business credit. Yeah. Another, another, yep. another episode. I know about but, the Duns and Brad Street and getting, yeah, getting everything established yeah. the right way. And it's like, why do you need it? 
Right. Like, what are you trying to do? You got equipment? You got orders? Right. You know, what's going on to where you need access to this credit? Now, I understand establishing it for the future if you're planning for your business to ramp up. Right. But you don't have clients on the books, so why do you need business credit you, you at this point? Clients. You need clients. That's what you need. You, you need, need clients. clients on the books. Now, I get it. You want to you look in future, but you need clients be, now. You don't need you don't <laughs> you don't need to be focused on how to get the business credit. And now, if somebody hit me and they're like, "Well, um, you know, I've made ten grand uh, selling these T-shirts." And unfortunately, I need to get me my own silk screening yep, printer. That makes sense. Because I'm costing myself, I'm only making $6 per shirt using whatever drop shipping program, mm-hmm. where really I could be making $14 per shirt because I can get the locally sourced shirts and then I can do my own screen dyes and right. I can manufacture them myself. And it'd it be saves more, me time, too. It'd be more labor intensive up front, but I'm going to make more profit. I can hire somebody, things like that. And I say, okay, that makes that sense. That makes sense, right. But- you know, I just want to have the business credit to say that I got business credit. You need clients. You need clients. You need to go out there. You need to foot feet to the ground. You need boots to the ground. That's what you need to do every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the only way you're going to move forward. You got to get out and leave the house. That's all it is. You need to get in the street. You need to go where your business is. You need to search your network. Know where the areas where you need to go where your business is and go out there and get them clients every day. You need to talk to people. People, handshakes, mm-hmm. makes money. People Absolutely. makes money. If I'm dealing with you and I'm dealing with you and I got something that y'all need and I can meet your needs, then you're going to give me a check back. You're going to give me money right. back. Credit exactly. card, cash, something. You're going to give me something in return. That's the way you do it. You concentrate on meeting people that's going to meet your, you, helping people build value in them and meet their needs. They give you money in return. Provide that's value a, you, provide value. you provide, provide value. Hey, in the you provide. That's all you do. That's the, that's the main thing. If you provide enough value in the marketplace, then you're going to have a problem with having too many customers and you got to build your system, which is a good problem. Mm-hmm. Then that's when you go ahead and concentrate on other things like, all right, I need to get this new computer because I have to in order to service all my clients or this new processing or this new order to be to be mm-hmm. filled or this new line of credit. But if you ain't out there boosted to the ground, man, forget about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's the wrong focus. I'm boosted the ground. I'm a boost of the ground yeah. guy. I'm in. I'm in. The, I like going out to go get it. Well, I think, or, or, or making a hundred calls to go get it. You know. And, <laughs> and, and before we close out, and I think one thing about the business is, I think it's just like with anything, right? They, you know, individuals feel as though that they feed off into that mindset. Well, if I have a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. then the business is going to come with me. Nah, you don't know how many people I've talked to that have. Fabulous, nice offices, right? But yet have a client come through the door. Tumbleweed, tumbleweeds flying around the front of the door. Man, I'm looking like an old western. Forget that. You can you can go get you. You, I mean, you gotta you gotta get down to the. You gotta get dirty in business. Mm -hmm. Go get you. Um, what one of them storage sheds? Pull that storage shed up and run it out of that bad boy. (laughs) Do one of those. Do a do a shared space. Right. Get with somebody and say, hey, look, let's go ahead and on half on the office. Let's make this happen. What days do you do business? Let me do business on these days. Let me do the business on this these hours right here. Mm-hmm. Man, comp- make some deals work. Do some bartering or something like that. That's what we need to get back to because that when you it's a community, bro. Everybody wanna have a lion's share and look like they're bigger than what they are, but you need people to help you out. Nobody started out with everything, right? you know, unless you came from like a silver spoon type area. But that's only a small percentage of America. Right. The majority of millionaires and billionaires started off from humble beginnings. So you got to go ahead and say, all right, let me work out of this garage. Let me go ahead and work out of this storage unit. Let me go ahead and work out of this little back room in my house. Let me work out in this corner part of my house real quick 
and make this work every day. Let me leave the house every day and go try to find some business because you know what? The more the more yeses I get and the more seal, deals I close, the more I can put more money in my pocket. Right. Now I can talk about expanding. I got the more cash flow you got coming in. Now you can start building upon yourself. But you got to be out there and be be willing to be the muscle too. Exactly. You know man. that's just, it is what it is. There's no other way. They make it seem like because of the celebrities doing this. But what we don't know is the celebrities putting in all the work on the practice. And when they go out there, they, they can go ahead and stud on the ground because they got money from sponsors and everything and shows and all this other stuff coming in for themselves. And they can go ahead and do all the stunting and everything like that. But well, we can't live like them. We can't live like the housewives. We can't live like the people <laughs> on the TV, on right. the reality shows. We can't live like them because they're getting trips paid for. Right. They're getting, they, they getting um, those opportunities paid for by the sponsors, by MTV, by Bravo and all them. Us, the the people that's trying to build and get to that point to where you can have a brand and get paid like that, you got to go out there and get dirty. Exactly. Wear the same T-shirt every day. Wear the same jeans every day. Clean it. Just clean it. Just keep it, just keep it clean. <laughs> get you a haircut. That's all you need is a haircut of your hair done. Go out there and do it. As long as your appearance is together and you about your business and you about... Hey, you mean what you say, and your word is your rep, then you good. That's all you need, man. That's all you need. And deliver. When you say you're going to do something, under-promise, over-deliver. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. When you do that, checks come in, you good. You start to get them checks coming in. They start to multiply. Go from there. But if you're not willing to go in and be boosted to the ground, don't do it, man. Don't, don't even don't jump do into it. this game. And, it, and, it's, a, and it's, a, it's a real dangerous um it's a real, it's a dangerous game because it it can, it can mess up your mind. Right. You know, you can you can start believing things that might not be true. Right. You can start doing things that you shouldn't should not be doing. Right. All in the sake of you know want to be an entrepreneur. Right. And I think what people miss out on, and what I see most people struggle at, is if you want to stay resilient. Right. In all facets of your finances. Right. The one biggest thing you have to do is say and admit that you want to do something. You want to make a play financially. Right. You want to go out there and do something. When you say that you absolutely want to do it. Right. When you commit to doing it. Yep. That commit part. It it all falls in, man. Yep. So, I do. I had a pleasure. Oh yeah, talking about this stuff. It's a oh, lot yeah. of great value here in this episode. Yeah, and a whole bunch. Before we before we wrap up, man, uh, tell the people where they can find you at. Okay, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. You can find me on the gram. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Marcel Dobine underscore CIC. Uh, Facebook, Marcel Dobine. Um, info at madacquisitions.com. Um, that's my business email. You can reach out to me. Um, I don't want to get my number out on this, but yeah, you can find me in those three mediums. You can reach out to me, mm-hmm. uh, Marcel Dobine at gmail.com, personal. But the info at Mad Acquisitions is my business account there for my business I have started up. And then that's a, one way to get with me. I got other uh, emails you can reach out to me also. But just keep in mind, man, just keep in mind if you want to do something, I'm the guy that's going to push you. I'm going to make sure you get to that point. And if you tell me you're gonna do something, I'm gonna harass you. I'm gonna make because I'm you know why? Because I believe in you and I want you to be there. I want you to get that pot of gold at the end. Because I'm a I'm a congratulator and a participator. I congratulate you. I I clap you up. I shout you out. But I'm participating with you too because I'm counting them checks too. So that's what I want to be in. So if you you trying to make millions, I'm trying to make millions, and y'all trying to make millions. Let's do it together. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So get MRSF if you want to know any information, especially around the housing, the financing, mortgaging, anything like that. He's got a wealth of knowledge that he can provide to you guys. Yep. And uh, this episode, like I say, we're talking about resiliency. I love the content that came out of there. I had fun this episode. We definitely got to do it again. <laughs> we got so many topics we got to talk about. Man, a whole bunch of, a whole plethora. <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm sounding like Stephen A. Smith. A whole plethora, a plethora. of uh, <laughs> topics to talk about. <laughs> but we got We're We're like... We're going to bring Marcel back. We're going to do a continuation of some things we got, guys. But listen, hey, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. Of course, if you are wherever you listen to us at, what does us a great favor is if you can definitely, definitely, definitely write a review and rate the podcast. If you got some value out of it, feel free to do that because it definitely helps us out. Of course, you're going to always subscribe. We're at every, all the places there. We got the video content out there. Every piece of feedback helps us out of making the show better. And then, of course, guys, if you ever want to have any questions answered on the show, feel free to wherever you see this podcast at to drop a question down below. We'll for sure to make sure that we address it. We love having that. So, again, that's another episode in the bank, guys. This is your boy, James D. Anderson, at IMJD Anderson on all social medias. And, of course, this has been the hashtag Be Great With Your Money podcast. And, of course, guys, keep doing the things. Stay resilient. So you can absolutely be great with your money. And I'll get with you next time. Peace. This episode of the Be Great With Your Money podcast was brought to you by JDA Solutions, where strategy is how you win financially. Visit JDA-Solutions.com and click learn more for more information.